Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is all about liberation. This is a very interesting topic that Joshua has been talking about lately, and so is the white light. The idea is that everyone in your life plays a role, and everyone has a job to do. A lot of times they're there to love and support you, and other times they're there to move you along on your journey of self-discovery or point out limiting beliefs, things like that. But as soon as you realize what they're there for and that they came to serve you and help you, then you can liberate them. And Joshua explains this pretty well in this episode. I think you're going to really like this one. They explain exactly how they're there and how they serve you. And certain people, maybe people that are annoying to you, well, that is their role. And when you are able to see them as perfect or raise your perspective on them, you set them free. It is an advanced concept and does require that you look at them and yourself from a higher perspective, which is really the whole purpose here. Right in the middle of the first ever foundations course, this is a 14-day course. It's a very interesting one too. In this one, there's 14 pillars of spirituality. While it's designed to be a bridge to get you to uh, shift your perspective and understand how this thing works so that you can fully be immersed in other courses and be prepared for those courses, it explains things in a way with assignments and the daily spiritual practice of meditations that really get you thinking. And even Christy and I, as we channeled it, we're like, this is really, really something interesting. And so we are going through with 100 people right now, and we're halfway through. It's fascinating what they're telling us and what they think about it. And so we're going to do another one in about two weeks. So if you'd like to be in the next Foundations program, if you didn't get a chance to be in this one because we were booked up really quickly, it's going to be a really interesting one. We're going to add a couple calls to this one. And in fact, the final call that we'll do after everyone has gone through the course, it'll be on Sunday, the last day of the course, we're going to do an activation. And this is something that we've done in the retreat and in the last two QLT events here at the house. This activation is the DNA activation. The DNA has 98% of it. Scientists don't understand what it is. But we understand that as you raise your perspective, you activate more and more of that DNA. You brought in empathic abilities. And as soon as you reach a perspective high enough that you're more in love and less in fear, they naturally come online. You don't know what they are. They could be all kinds of different clairs or intuition, that sort of thing. But... When you reach that perspective, those abilities are in the DNA and they turn on. What we're seeing now is through this activation that we're going to be able to do for the first time on Zoom, that there is an, sort of an awakening or a leveling up. And everyone who's gone through this is really, really experiencing something interesting. We've never done it on Zoom before, but if you're part of this next Foundations course, you can have the opportunity to do that if you like. Also, this course will be discounted from our normal price, so there is a huge discount on this course. But if you're interested in any of the courses that we're doing, we're starting basic training, foundations, and boot camp in about two weeks. And to get into any of these courses, just send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. Thanks for being here. Share this podcast with your friends. Make sure you're subscribed. Definitely leave a review and maybe leave a like or a comment as well. All right, let's get ready for the show. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. You've come into a very interesting reality at a very interesting time with a very interesting setup. You're emotionally sensitive. You set very strong intentions. You came here to shake things up, to explore, 
to navigate, to sift and sort, to create, and to experience this expansive life that you've chosen. Enjoy it. You set things up early in childhood. You chose the time and place of your birth, your parents, the conditions, the society. You chose it all very carefully. You knew what you were doing. You had a lot of help along the way. You had a lot of help coming in. You had a lot of help here waiting for you. You're not alone. You've never been alone. But this illusion of separation causes you to feel like an individual, but there's a purpose and a reason for that, and you would not be here otherwise. You'd be somewhere else or doing something that was not like this. This is the thrill ride. It's the greatest adventure that there is in the universe. It's the roller coaster you always wanted to go on, and you're very experienced at this. So you come along and you try something new, and you have this idea. What if I could understand something more about physical reality, 3D reality, who I am, who source is, how this whole thing works? What if I could access new ideas that have never been accessed before? What if I could come full circle to understand really who I am and how best would this happen? How could I set it up so that when I came full circle, I would understand myself in a way that could not be understood in any other possible realm of existence? Well, imagine the power in that statement. Imagine the power in that question. Imagine who would have to be so powerful that they could do that. Well, certainly you are all quite powerful. You are all quite magnificent. You are all eternal. You're all limitless. You're all beings of pure positive love and acceptance. And you said, we'll come here now. We'll work together. We'll sift and sort. We'll find each other. We'll help each other along the way. And we will do something that has never been done before. And what we will do is create in love. Well, to create in love, you'd have to understand what fear is and how fear is sort of limiting you from creating love. Otherwise, you would have created love and all humans would create in love from the very beginning, but you couldn't really do that in that sense consciously because in this physical reality, you are forgetting who you are. Now imagine forgetting who you are, but still emerging as who you truly are. In an environment that is completely the opposite of what you're used to in the non-physical. Imagine the energy that is within you and the support of the universe and the design of the whole system that could allow you to come to the power that you are while being physical and believing that you have no power. Imagine having intentions, but those intentions would be the opposite of your desires. All the things you think you want are created from an identity that is designed to be separate or different or opposite of your true identity. Are you truly in your identity? Can you look at yourself in the mirror right now and say to yourself, yes, I am a magnificent, eternal, limitless being of pure positive love and acceptance? Or does your identity say something other than that? What would you have to be to be this magnificent, limitless being of pure positive love and acceptance? You'd have to be one who understands what fear is and how fear would limit you from that. So if you think about what you fear and how those fears or those situations that you fear could affect you, affect your life, affect what you love, what you think is good and right, what you hope for, what you dream for, what you yearn for, long for. If you gave those up, and if you gave up that identity, who would you be and what would you have? Because from your perspective, you believe that everything you have and everyone that loves you has come to you and manifested from 
this identity that you have. But if you were completely different, would they still love you? Would you still have what you have? Would you still be able to have that job, have that car, have that house that you live in? Well, what's really happening in your life? What's really the power in your life? Are you really manifesting what you truly want? Are you really living the power that you have? Or are you looking at some areas of your life and saying, well, those areas are pretty good, and but these other areas over here are not so good. And I would change these areas if I could, but somehow, some way, I'm unable to change them. Is that because of coincidence or my lot in life or just how things are? If I was powerful, wouldn't all areas of my life work perfectly? And we say they would. But the only thing that's holding you up is this idea The things should be different than they are. And to be different than they are, you have to control them or change them or wish they were different or hope they get better or there's someone out there who's preventing you from having what you want. Well, having what you want is really a filler for what you think you lack. And that basic premise that you lack anything is what's tying you up here. You lack nothing. This is your reality. You created it all. You can create anything. But you've been creating from a limited perspective. And you've been saying, that's good and that's bad. That's right and that's wrong. Everything you think is better or wrong is a limitation. It's not true. There is no bad or wrong anywhere in the universe. Everything is always, always right. When you say this is imperfect and it should be better than it is, you're not seeing it. You don't have the clarity. You're not looking at it from a high enough perspective. But if you were given the high enough perspective, you would see instantly that that thing you think is wrong or bad is actually right and cannot be wrong or bad. In fact, it's perfect. has to be perfect. When you're going through something and something happens and you say something's happening to me, well, that can only happen from a limited perspective where you believe that you're a victim to outside conditions that make you feel something. And you say, well, if that thing didn't happen, I wouldn't feel bad. And we say, no, if you didn't have the limiting belief, if you didn't have the incorrect perception of reality, you wouldn't feel bad. If you did not have the identity that you have, it would not feel bad. It only feels bad because it is a ding to that identity. It is in conflict with this thing you're trying to be that was never true and always the illusion. The only thing that's true is this one identity. You are a limitless, eternal magnificent being of pure positive love and acceptance. Anything else is the illusion. And that illusion is caused by how this physical reality of Earth is set up. So can you get to a place where you can see through that illusion? Can you get to a perspective high enough? Can you see yourself as enough before the reality shows you that you're enough? Can you see yourself as worthy before your outside conditions show you're worthy? Can you see that you're loved before someone comes to love you? Because that's what has to happen. If the reality, if the outside conditions are a perfect mirror, and they certainly are, if they're a perfect mirror to how you see yourself, and you don't love yourself, you don't think you're worthy, you don't think you're enough, how can the mirror show you that? So is that an interesting idea here? You have to see it first before the mirror can show it to you. You have to see it first. Now, who are you 
to go out there and make believe that you're worthy or good or enough or capable or source. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you to be so bold as to honor and adopt the empowering belief that you're the creator of your reality? You step up in perspective yourself. No one can make you see it. You have to look for it. You have to expect it. You have to believe it. You have to have faith that you will see it. You have to understand that you're being guided every step of the way, that you're being supported by millions you cannot see yet, but you will see them. You have to know that you're not alone and that you're connected with every single thing and person and animal and tree in your reality. It's all connected to you. It's all unique to you because your perception of reality is unique. Now, if you operated as who you truly are in this reality, you would step into your body, you'd look around, and you'd know every person in your life. You'd know who they actually are in the non-physical. You would say, I know you, I know you, I know you. And you would know that knowing is loving. You would know them and you would know yourself. So you would love yourself. The mirror would then change. And all those people in your life who came to support you in this bold challenge to shift your own perspective, you would release them. You would set them free. You would liberate them because they no longer need to be tied to that agreement. You might have a parent, a parent who you think should have treated you differently, should have loved you more, should have been unconditional, but they played their role. If you're still wishing they were different than they are, you're holding them to that role. But now you can liberate them because you can see them from a higher perspective. Thank them, appreciate them, be grateful for them. Understand their service to you. If you have a mate who is behaving in a way that you do not like, and you say, if only you would behave in a way that I like, then I could love you. They're playing a role for you, unconditionally for you. They will not waver in that role. They are bound by an agreement in the non-physical to play their part. They don't care for the non-physical what it means to that human's life, that they are bound by this agreement, they are honoring the agreement for you. They're doing this for you. When you liberate them by saying, I see you, I know you, I love you, and I set you free. You can do this to your children, your friends, your society, anyone you know, you can liberate them by honoring them in their agreement and by shifting your own perspective. You see, to come into this challenging and fun-filled environment of Earth, to come here then to say, I wanna come and I wanna take a leap in perspective for me, for you, for all humanity, for Earth itself, I come to serve this planet, these people, this humanity, this time, those past lives, those future lives, I come in this singular point in time where everyone is watching and everyone wants to be here 
and everyone is cheering you on because of what you've come to do. When you realize that about yourself and you set them free, they can do the same thing. When you see yourself from a higher perspective and be the example of that, you inspire others. There's no examples that others can look at. They're looking at the 3D examples of fame and fortune and wealth, and they're being distracted by that. It does not make anyone feel good. It does not help at all to be in the illusion of separation. Where you're going is oneness. It's never been achieved before, given the illusion of separation. But when you think of yourself as one with others, one with all that is, one with those in your life, when you think in terms of oneness, you've graduated. And then you can give your speech at the commencement and inspire the next class, and they will follow, and they will leave behind all the trappings of the illusion of separation, and they will move forward in unison with you as one. We'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? Joshua, I'm so glad for this. I'm grateful. Um, I want to ask about, can we realize we're loved before we see that we're loved? Like, who are we loved by? Like, is it us loving us? or? Well, do you believe you have an inner self? Definitely. Do you believe your inner self is guiding you every step of the way? Yes. Do you believe your inner self is guiding you to what would make Terrence happy or to what would fulfill the identity of Terrence and make that life work? Or from a knowing at a higher perspective to all the experiences that you came for? And have those experiences enjoy. Which one do you believe? I believe there's a Terrence guiding me toward joy. Your inner self, which is you, not separate from you, knows a thing or two about how this reality works. From that perspective, without the illusion of fear, understanding who he truly is and how the system works, decided to come in and have certain experiences certain elevated experiences, not the routine experiences of life, not the general experience of expansion, but something more specific. So you were set up in your birth, your time and place, your parents, your society, and set on a trajectory with a certain intellect and a certain emotional sensitivity, all designed to put you on a trajectory that would lead you to this moment in time right here. You did everything right. You acted on enough inspiration. Now, if you look back, you would say, from the limited perspective of Terrence the human, I did not want that experience or that experience or that experience. But without those experiences, you couldn't be here. This is where you wanted to be. So what do you do? Do you say to your inner self, you were wrong. This trajectory was not the right one. Why did I have to go through those experiences? Or do you say, I understand that from my perspective, I can't fathom how to get where I am now and that you knew and that those experiences that I had helped me to get out of a situation or look for a new path or find some teachings that would enable me to feel 
better. Your inner self could have certainly said, here's what we'll do. We'll put you in a family that loves and adores you, have plenty of money, take nice vacations, go to a good school, come into the family business, and have a really nice life. But that's not for you because what would happen? You would not have the experiences you came to experience. When you return to the non-physical, certainly you'll realize what those were. So what do you do now? Do you say, well, my inner self does not love me and made me have those experiences or my inner self absolutely loves me and guided me in every step of the way with all that I needed to move through those experiences to emerge from the other side where I am now. Now, there's not millions of people on this call right now. and There's not hundreds of millions of people listening to this later date. There's just you and your friends here. You understand this information. Somehow you were set up. You were given everything you needed to understand much of what we're saying. Very few people are. Now you can think of yourself in a new way. You must be powerful. There must be something about you. Now you can look at the family, the friends, the encounters, the teachers, whoever bumped across your path. Well, it's easy to say, well, the ones who loved me were the ones who were nice to me. But that's not the case at all. They all loved you. Your perspective of whether they're nice or not is just from a limited way of looking at it. But from the higher perspective that you must endeavor to reach, you will see it. This person who insulted me was doing it for me. This person who took advantage of me was doing it for me. This person who accused me of something was doing it for me. There was never a moment when every single person in your life was doing something for you. Never one moment. And you can say, well, this person loved me, but that person who did something to me was not loving me. And we say, no, your definition of love is a little off there. So what does that leave you with? You have two choices. You can believe that the reality that you perceive from the limited perspective is true. Or you can look at it another way from a higher perspective and believe that's true. Who knows which way is right? What system is there in place to let you know what's the correct way of looking at it? Aha, your emotions. If you look at the past and an, and an event and you say it was wrong, you will feel negative emotion. The negative emotion is the indication that your perception of this event is off. It's incorrect. Now, if you go back and look at that same exact event from the higher perspective and you say, oh, this must have been perfect because it led to this and this and this and this, and that person had to do this. They had to step in at that time. They had to live their entire life up to that point to be there for me. You can't help but feel appreciation and gratitude. Is that a negative motion or a positive motion? Of course, it's a positive motion. So you can know it's the truth. Now, why? Why on earth would someone as bold as Terrence entertain a possibility of imperfection? Well, it has to do with the identity. Terrence the human, with that identity, which is a limitation compared to who you truly are, 
must protect himself, must acknowledge the fears, must acknowledge the negative emotion and hope it doesn't come back. But of course, that's limited. You know that. So what does that mean? It means to flip it completely, to invert it, and to say, yeah, it's a fear, but it's only because I have an identity. Without the identity, without the limiting beliefs, could not feel fear, be impossible. If my inner self is here, knowing what my inner self knows and being the identity of the truth of me, inner self would feel nothing but positive emotion. Now, what also happens, there'd be a different mirror to your conditions. If your inner self stepped in your body and took over and saw perfection through your eyes, nothing but joy. And so you know coming in here that you could experience anything, and we mean anything, and joy. You can experience anything in joy. You can expand in joy. And how is that done? Well, it isn't done by looking at it from a limited perspective that is not true. If you expand in discouragement, depression, suffering of any kind, you're not expanding in joy. You're expanding in an illusion. You're expanding by looking at that experience from a perspective that is not true. You have the ability to look at everything from the higher perspective and therefore expand in joy. Because if you look at it from a higher perspective, it will be joy. It'll be curiosity or enthusiasm or excitement or interest. When something happens tomorrow and everyone you know says, oh, that's a bad thing that happened. And you say, no, that's the interesting thing that happened. I'm wondering how this is going to turn out. I know it's for me. I know it's going to be of benefit to me. I know it's going to cause expansion. I know there's information in this. I know there's a way to react in joy and love in this situation instead of fear. I know there's a way to bring myself up in every experience in perspective. I know that if I bring myself up in perspective by choosing to look at it as perfect, then I will move into a lighter density. And in that lighter density, I'll have more access to the truth and much more clarity and way more connection to my inner self and to the inspiration that's always flowing. So yes, you are loved by all that is, by all that is in the non-physical and by every person in your life. But your perspective is they should be this in order for me to feel love, conditional. If I say you're good by my standards and my standards alone, and you say exactly the right things to me, then I will use that to feel love. Just means you'll see it as good. And because you're seeing it as good, your inner self is flowing, the feeling of love, that emotion through you. But you could see anything as good. You see, you don't have to wait for them to change. By seeing them as who they truly are, your soul family coming in to support you. Imagine that. All those people, there must be a hundred people in your life, all came to live this life to support you. You, because you said, I'm going to come here and I'm going to take a giant leap in perspective. 
one huge leap for man and one gigantic leap for mankind. That's what you're doing. And you're doing it brilliantly. Who's next? That was so beautiful to hear. Thank you, Joshua. I have a question, Joshua. Joe. This inspiration came to me while listening to your answer to Terrence. And uh, a few days ago, I worked through a limiting belief about self-judgment and putting myself out there. And then I realized I have people in my life that judge me hard. Then it came to me during the process of my limiting belief that that judgment that I was projecting out that other people are judging me hard is just myself. I came to realize that these people that I think were judging me, was it was a gift. It was just a reflection of what I'm doing to myself. So I had a big epiphanies from that, felt great. The next day I woke up completely ecstatic and everything seems different and new. Like I'm feeling energies now and now I'm being flooded with inspiration more so than I've ever had in my life. And that has bring up, it's not overwhelm, but it makes me, I don't know if there's even a question here, but there's so many ideas that I have right now. I'm just writing them down because it, it would take more than you know a day or a year to do all these things. And I'm not attaching to myself that I have to do them. But it just makes me curious, like working through these limiting beliefs, that that kind of opens up the floodgates of inspiration, does it not? We've explained that the earth reality is dense. And as you lighten up by seeing yourself from a higher perspective, you move out of the deeper, darker, thicker densities where there is more confusion and fear, where time drags on, where things are difficult to manifest on purpose, by design. You don't want to manifest things in fear. And so if you're in a lot of fear at the edges of this reality, exploring the dark corners, you're going to have a lot of desires pop up from that. And generally your desires are revenge and retribution and I'll show them and we'll get even. And you have these conflicts that are going on down there. But it takes a lot of effort and struggle to manifest anything down there. It takes a lot of planning and dedication to do another person wrong down there. It is a slow connection. Now, you've never been anywhere near down there. You didn't come in down there. Your vibration was so high and stayed so high because of the power of who you are. So you came in at a mid-level density, and then you had a reflection of that. And you had people judge you, and people tell you that you need to be better than you are, and that you're wrong, and that you should do different things, and not to trust yourself, but to trust the experts, and trust others, and the teachers know more, the parents know more, society knows better than you. And you were emotionally sensitive, and you didn't really like a lot of what you heard, and you charted your own path, and you took all the inspiration you needed to get here and to be at a place where you could even think about acting on inspiration or that you could look at things from the higher perspective or that you could raise your vibration or that possibly you're more than they think you are. And you were able to act on enough inspiration because you had a high perspective in the area of your art. But you can have a high perspective in all of the areas of your life. So that 
art thing, that passion that you have showed you that if you are passionate and and raise your perspective about yourself in that area, then you'll be flooded with inspiration. But to get there, in the other areas of your life, you'll have to look at what limits you, and that is within your identity and your belief system. Now, you have limiting beliefs, and the limiting beliefs seem real, and it seems like they keep you safe. Look both ways before you cross the street. Well, an intuitive and emotionally sensitive person like you would sense if there was a car coming down the highway without a driver. But of course, that's not ever the case, is it? There's always someone behind the wheel. Why are you looking both ways? Oh, because you fear something happening to you. But what if you thought nothing could happen to me? What if everything happens for me? What if I had to have the experience of being run over by a car for my highest growth. Why would I want to avoid that? Well, the human would want to avoid that. It sounds like a lot of pain and misery, but that is not necessarily the case, you see. It's just a linear way of looking at things, a very limited way of looking at things. But we give you, it's a rational fear to worry about being hit by a car, so go ahead. It's not going to cost you anything to look both ways. It's not going to stop you from crossing the street. It is a limiting belief, but it's not limiting you from crossing the street. But what is limiting you is what will they think? Is it good enough? Who am I? Who am I to put out this art? Who am I to love unconditionally? Who am I to give kindness to someone who's being wrong or bad? Well, you are a magnificent, eternal, limitless being of pure, positive, love, and acceptance. This is just who you are. To be that is to break through the limitations and say, no, I'm just Joe. What could Joe do? I'm just Joe. I'm not good at this or good at that or good at that. I'm good at this, the art thing. I'm good at my friends. I'm good at my marriage. I'm good at these things. I'm not good at this being brave and acting on all this inspiration. And then you say, well, if I'm a magnificent, limitless, eternal, powerful being of pure positive love, then I have no limitations. So when I work on a limiting belief, when I fill out that manifestation event form, when I go through the boot camp or the essential experience or the basic training or foundations, and I do this work, I'm identifying some limitations, some true limitations, some limitations that are blocking me from expressing love. Why don't I express love? Gary realized he wasn't really expressing love, and so he decided he'll do one thing. He will sign emails, love Gary. At first, it was very difficult. It was very awkward. Who is he to love anyone? They're not going to believe that he actually does. It seems sort of trite. It seems awkward because it's not the vibration he's used to. But he endeavored to do it. That's an inspiration. The fear is irrational. Nobody's going to complain when you say, I love Gary. So he does it. And it got easier and easier and easier and easier and easier. Most of the time, he says it to people who are his friends like you. Sometimes he says it to people he's never met before. But he's never said it to as an accountant or his contractor. But he says it to his friends, even those who don't really understand what he's doing. And he found that this one little thing that he was afraid of doing, and it limited from expressing love, it had never had a backlash, never had the ramifications he was afraid of. And this will be true of anything you're inspired to do. 
you get inspiration, you're going to have a fear. The fear is irrational. You have a thought based in that fear and you take it to what's the worst that could happen. And Gary realized if the worst that could happen happens, it has to be for me. So bring it on, bring it on. So they start saying, bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. Let it happen. Go ahead. I'm eternal. I'm magnificent. I'm limitless. I'm going to look at this from the higher perspective. It's going to bring me an experience because every experience has everything you want in it. And if you're resisting it, you're just throwing away all these gifts. And the universe doesn't care. It says, we'll give you another one, give you another one, give you another one. But now you start accepting these gifts by saying, all right, I felt positive emotion must be due to some belief that's more true. I can play with that and increase the intensity of that belief. Oh, here's a belief or here's a feeling of negative emotion indicating a limiting belief. What's the limiting belief? Let's just write something down. I'm limiting myself in that area. And I'm a limitless being, so I want to know when I'm limiting myself because all limitation is self-imposed. So now I whittle away at those limiting beliefs. And every time I do that work, the universe sees what I'm doing and sends me thoughts based on a new vibration. I've just processed a limiting belief. I've just proved it's false. I've just taken over from victim to creator. The victim will not do that work because the victim says, you're never going to get anywhere. In fact, if you do this work, it's more likely these bad things are going to happen to you. So victims can't do this work. Only creators can. As soon as you identify that you're a creator, and as soon as you put that process in motion of creating in love, that's what you're doing when you process a limiting belief. You're creating in love, and you're not doing it just for you. You're doing it for the entire consciousness of humanity. You are serving others by processing your limiting beliefs. Then what happens? You get insights. Insights break through that identity. Change that mental construct and expand the identity so now that you're closer, higher in density, closer to who you truly are. You're out of the dark places of the nine-layer cake, and you're into the fluffy edges up there. And everything's lighter, everything's faster, but you can't hold on to judgment, cannot be a victim, cannot hold on to this identity, because that's all a lower vibration. A lower vibration is going to be stuck where? Lower in the cake. A higher vibration is going to fill up to the top. And it's going to take a little time to bring the body with you, but you float up to the top. You may be uneasy for a few days there because you're in a different density. In this density, like the other densities, you create with feeling. Of course, to create as the creator what you truly want, you have to feel good, any good feeling. Optimism, love, joy, interest, curiosity, passion, kindness, compassion, thinking of others, serving others, doing things for others. It's wonderful when you do your art for you and you say, they never thought I could do this. They were judging me. I'm making something so good, they can't judge that. But what if you said, I will liberate you from your judgment of me? 
I will appreciate you for your judgment of me. I will ask you for your criticism of me. And here I am. I painted this for you. Here I am. I made this dinner for you. Here I am. I wrote this letter for you. Here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Judge me, judge me, judge me all you want. And they'll say, well, there's no more work here at this factory. We're going to find another job. And you've liberated them and set them free. Who's next? Hi, Joshua. Christina. I love synchronicities so much and I get them all the time. Um, I'm with a guy now for a year and his name is Gary. <laughs> so I think that's really cool. Um, is there a way if we need to slow down synchronicities? Are they, can they be negative? And if someone is experiencing something like paranoia or psychosis, is that connected and how can we help ourselves and each other through that? Well, there's two possibilities for anything. You can see something as perfect or you can see something as imperfect. If you see something as perfect, you're looking at it from the perspective of who you truly are. You're looking at it from the perspective of the creator. But that's not really acceptable in your society. Why not? Because, let's see, 99.99999% are thinking of themselves as victims. Paranoia, schizophrenia, any mental illness, it's many things, but it's not imperfect. It's an experience. It's an exploration. It's a misunderstanding. It's a not knowing, not loving, not being who you truly are, inauthentic. Not that the person is doing anything to elicit this, but they're thinking in a way that's not aligned with who they truly are. That's all that's happening. For you to say, I don't want you to have your experience. I don't want you to have your exploration. I want you to stay at home and be good and be nice and be tame and gentle and conform. Well, they came here for this, but they didn't come necessarily for themselves. Can you see that they might have come for you? All of them. Are there a hundred people in your life and every single one of them is paranoid and every single one of them has some issue? Well, to an extent, but they're not the same. They're all different. Do you see something as good or do you see something as bad? If you see it as bad, then you're operating in a way that's limited. Nothing wrong with that at all. Totally normal to be expected, but something about you got you thinking a little differently, understanding these concepts, playing with them, seeing synchronicities. Most people don't see synchronicities. They say, oh, that's interesting. That's a coincidence. That's lucky. There has to be a reason for that. Synchronicities are all around you, showing you love, showing you how much you're loved, showing you how much you're willing to act on inspiration showing you how aware you are, how far you've come, how much of a trajectory you've set up. And you can play around in the wrong and bad of anything by saying, you need to get fixed, or let's find a solution, or I wish you were different than you were, or I'll try to help, but I'm not liking the situation, or I'll stick with you because that's an agreement. Whatever you want to do. But are you thinking about yourself? Are you in service to yourself? Are you concerned about yourself? Are you thinking about how it affects you? 
Or are you thinking about how to serve others? Well, there's only one way to serve others. See perfection. That's it. You can't fix anyone. The reason you want to fix someone is because it'll make you feel better. You'll change these conditions. If you accept these conditions, we are not saying that you have to like them and stay in them, but you don't change them. You don't fix them. You don't wish them or hope them to be different. You don't say 98% of you is good, but 2% of you is impossible. And I'm going to just wish that that 2% was gone because then I have the perfect person. This is what is a normal thing to do when you forget who you are and you feel separate. You say one thing only. I endeavor to see perfection. I am unwavering in my commitment to see perfection in you and you and you and you. I appreciate you for showing up for me so I can feel where I am. I need the experience of this, and I react the same way. And now I react a little bit better, a little bit lighter, a little bit more accepting, a little bit more compassion, a little bit less of me and more of you, and then you be whatever you're going to be, but I'm going to be who I truly am, unwavering in my commitment. It would be interesting to see. From a higher perspective, if you could see who you truly are and you chose this trajectory and this experience and this childhood and these parents and this siblings and family and friends and all that happened in your life and you got to this point and you acted enough inspiration to find all the teachers you found and follow all along, if you could see this whole design and you say, I'm creating this life. And I'm going to jump into that life and forget everything that I created. But I know that I have all these guides and supporters and my inner self showing me the path through my emotions and intuition and inspiration. I also have these weird empathic abilities. I had them as a kid. I sort of know things. I sort of sense things. I sort of feel energy. I sort of understand things that other people don't understand. I can even look at a lot of things from a very high perspective. I can envision who my inner self is and what life is like in the non-physical and how I created all this. I can talk to my friends about it sometimes. And then you come in my life. Hmm, this is interesting. Or you come in my life. Hmm, why did you come in? Why did you come? Why did you come in? And they think, why did they come in? To show me imperfection. Could I see perfection in a glaring sight of imperfection? Could I hold myself up to that high perspective? Could I keep that perspective up? Well, sure, I could keep it up with the bunnies and the puppies and the kitties and the children and my sweet friends. Can I keep it up in the presence of you and you and you? Can I hold that power of perspective long enough to see you as perfect? Or am I going to say, if I see you as perfect, you'll never leave, you'll never get better, and I can't protect myself? You have a choice. See perfection and take the risk of that. You don't know what's going to happen. Or protect yourself from that by wanting it to be different than it is. Well, the only way you know is how you feel when you imagine both scenarios. When you say, I see you as perfect, you see that as power and grace 
and intelligence. When you say, I wish you were different, you must see yourself as a victim, and it does not feel good. This is the key to anything you do. But who are you to believe that you're this powerful and that you could possibly hold a perspective this high? No one's told you this before. No one said you are perfect. No one said you're so magnificent and limitless, eternal. No one says that about anyone. Why not? Because you have to get there on your own. That the same game, if you had an entire nation of people supporting you, it's not the way it works. It would have no satisfaction, have no challenge to it whatsoever. That's on every other 3D reality. As a collective consciousness, the new ones are born, and there's nothing but love and support. They know what's going on the whole time. Sure, they can fail a little bit individual, but they know. They don't forget. They know they're connected. They know they're loved. You did that enough. That's the, uh, the easy ride, the kitty park. You came for the adventure. Sure. Is it easy to see yourself from a higher perspective, see everyone else from a higher perspective? Is it easy to imagine yourself this way, given what you've been told your entire life, hundreds of times a day, every single day of your life? Things are imperfect. You better watch out. You better protect yourself. You better do this. You better get a checkup. You better look both ways when you cross the street. You better not talk to strangers. You better not travel to foreign countries. You better not go out alone after dark. You better not do all these things. Because something bad could happen to you. Now, we say nothing bad could happen to you. Everything happens for you. Wow. To accept that, that shift in perspective right there, to accept that you have an inner self, you're eternal, you've chosen all of this, you wanted to be here, you accept that, you believe that, you have to know your perspective is so high already. You've done so much work. You've done this so many times before. Your intentions are so strong. All of you, every single person who's on this call and listening to the later date. But there's no way to compare it to anything else because this is a feeling reality. You know you're emotionally sensitive. That's a superpower. It makes you pay attention when you're looking at things from a limited perspective and wishing they were different and pretending you're a victim. And it makes you pay attention when synchronicities happen, because in those you see your power. It's no coincidence you looked this way and saw a hummingbird, or looked over there and saw the numbers line up at the clock. No coincidence. Everything is here to support you. Everything. You have risen out of the density where you can start to see it. None of them can see it yet, because they're operating still in the fear. That's their experience. That's their thrill ride. They're in the roller coaster, holding on, gritting their teeth, closing their eyes, and wishing it was over. When it's over, like every roller coaster, they'll say, oh my God, that was so fun. Let's do it again. You've done this roller coaster. You're waving your hands. You're wishing it would go faster. You've done it before. But this time, you're doing things a little bit differently. This time, there's no seatbelt. You're standing up most of the way. You're jumping from one car to the next. And you've got all your friends with you. 
you're sitting at the front of this roller coaster and everyone else is supporting you by being exactly who they are for you. Liberate them from needing to be different. Liberate them by seeing yourself from a higher perspective. Liberate them by not needing them. And liberate them by not having them need you. Wish them the best and say, I accept your wonderful contribution to my life. I appreciate you eternally. I'm grateful for the life that you had to live to be my example of my power. And I set you free. Thank you. We have time for one silly question. And this silly question should come from someone who's never asked a question before. Who's there thinking, oh, I'd like to ask a question, but I don't want to sound dumb. Well, this is your chance because we're asking for a silly question. So push past your fear and prove to the universe just how powerful you are. Or we'll call you by name. We'll single you out. We know who you are anyway. If you've never asked a question before, now is your time. Joshua, I've never been shy about asking questions, but I have a fear of asking a silly question. So cut me some slack on this one. This is my first silly question. Okay. Well, Daryl, you are brave. You are courageous. But let's let someone, we know exactly who it is. They're on the precipice. We'll give them 30 seconds. We will all hold a high perspective for them. And let's see if they can come forward. The name could start with an A, could start with a J, could start with an M, or could start with an S. If you think it's you, but you're not sure, just raise your hand or say hello. We won't make you do anything. But this is all about pushing past a little bit of fear just to say something or ask something, just to show that you can do it. Can you feel the support by everyone on this call right now? They are all rooting you on, just like your non-physical inner self guides and supporters. I will ask a silly question. Joanne. Hi there. I know that I'm of the belief that It is not wrong or there's nothing that you have to be sorry for, but it's such part of our culture to say, I'm sorry, you know, oh, I'm sorry I did that, especially if you didn't consciously intend to hurt someone's feelings or make them feel bad and you want to convey that to them. So sorry is an easy way. Or also in the situations where someone's passed away and I don't believe that we should be sorry that somebody dies, (laughs) but that's kind of part of our culture. So I've been playing with different ways of expressing something to someone in the moment, giving them love when someone's passed away. And also in situations where I feel like I may have hurt somebody and I want to convey my remorse, maybe is the best word for that. Um, But do you have any thoughts on ways to express that? First of all, we have to say that we commend you for asking quite literally the most poignant and interesting and topical 
current high vibrational question that's ever been asked in the history of mankind. For coming forward with this inspiration at this time is evidence of a growth in perspective, not just of you, but those in the call and those who will be listening to this, because this is a topic that talked about in Gary's house with Gary's friends all the time. Because if you're the creator of your reality and everything's perfect and there are no mistakes and something happens and you state, I'm sorry, you're saying that that was imperfect and you know it's not true. So how do you hold that perspective within a habit of playing a victim in a society where that is the normal thing to do. Christy was saying how she would forget to get back to an email. She'd read the email and then not write back right away, wanted to think about it, and three days comes back, and here she is not answering the email. And of course, she would like to say, I apologize. So how could she convey both the perfection and allow the other person to know how strongly and Full of love she feels for them. And so when you're thinking about things like this, you've got to say something like, I trust you understand, or I'm sure things will get better, or I know how you feel, or I love you, or I'm here for you, whatever you need. But when you really think about understanding that there are no accidents, there are no mistakes, there's no coincidences, if you said something, and it upset the other person, well, you did them a great service because you showed them something about their identity that was not true. You have to understand that many, many, many times, most of the time we will say, you could not have done anything else. It was required of you by them. They needed to see a flaw in their perception of reality that they were ignoring. You cannot see yourself fully you have blind spots and the others come along and they will say something and you will get upset. And that's your opportunity to see a blind spot, see a limitation that you've imposed on yourself that is not true. If you feel upset about anything that anyone else said, you were just given a gift because now you can find the limiting belief. You can prove it's not true and you can ascend. You can't ascend to a higher, lighter, freer, richer density with all this baggage of limiting beliefs. If you say something to someone else, do something, most of the time, we'll say, it's the thing that had to be done and you were the vibrational match. You were the person that had the exact level of intensity. If this is your best friend, then only a best friend could show them this. It had to be you. If this person who got upset was your mate, then as your mate, you were the only person who could show them. So it had to be you. You had to do whatever you did to show them the limiting belief. It was always for them. They get upset because they perceive that outside conditions, in this case, you, caused them to feel negative emotion. You know that's not true. You know that their misperception of reality and their limiting belief caused them to feel negative emotion. If they did not have that flaw in their identity or that limiting belief, they could not feel negative emotion. You could say the same thing to someone in a different language. They're not going to get upset because they don't have that identity or that 
limiting belief or even the possibility of understanding what you said if it's a different language. If you told Gary he was tall, he'd accept it. If you told him he was short, he'd look at you like you're a little strange. Wouldn't make sense. If you told someone about them that's true, but they're trying to hide it, you've shown them a little flaw in their identity. Good. They get a chance to change it. Will they change it? That's up to them. It's not your point. But we want you to know, all of you to know, that you are doing them a service always. If you do not return an email, if you show up late to an appointment, there are things in your way that stop you from being on time or returning the email on time because it needs to come from you. They have an inner self. They have their own intentions and desires. They want to move from fear to love just as you do. And they want to be aware of their limiting beliefs. If someone is at a funeral, what could you say that was true and still compassionate? I am here for you. Anything you need. He or she was a wonderful person. But if you say you'll miss them or sorry for your loss, you're just perpetuating the illusion. You've all stepped out of this illusion now. Now you cannot, in good faith, perpetuate the illusion any further. You're not doing anyone a service. But if you see it as perfect, you'll know exactly what to say. The ideas will flood to you. The inspiration will flood to you. If you're worried about how you will be perceived by them, then you're operating in a limited capacity. And they're going to come back and show you a little bit of your identity that's not true as well. But if you are understanding perfection and believing in perfection, seeing yourself as a creator and seeing them as perfect, then everything you do has to be perfect. How is it perfect? Look at it from a higher perspective. You will know. Ask your inner self. You will be told. But if you want to walk around on tiptoes and eggshells and worry about hurting other people's feelings, you're going to be living a limited life that you did not sign up for, and you'll have some inner conflict about that. These are the little nuances Percy likes to say, as she is well-discovered. Hope is a victim. Wish is a victim. I hope you have a good day. It's in the lexicon. It's a habit. I wish whatever it is. These are terminology that no longer suit you. They're no longer part of your language anymore. But when they show up, you can notice them. This is wonderful news. It's amazing that there's a group of people on planet Earth who are thinking at this high level. The little tiny words that are built into the language model of those who perceive the outside conditions can make them feel something. Protecting themselves from negative emotion. The last thing you want to do is protect yourself from negative emotion. The next last thing you want to do is protect anyone else. Because if, if you see yourself as the creator of your reality, you can't see anyone else as victims. You have to know, well, if I'm a creator, so are they. I'm just seeing it now. They're not quite seeing it yet. 
as a creator of my reality, I'm looking at everything from the higher perspective and I'm in a lighter density. I'm getting more clarity. I'm feeling better. And I want that for them too. I want to liberate them from their more limited perspective. The way to do that is to be the example. Be the brave one, just like you are, pushing past fear to ask this question right now. A question that's so poignant and perfect at this time. That's so necessary for everyone to hear it. And the example of one from many people coming forward and asking a question, pushing past that fear. So you're the example of it all. This is what you came for. This is who you truly are. Understand, you become aware that there are certain words and certain situations that will ask of you to be a victim. A lot of times you'll just step into it without thinking, fine. But when you think about it, stop. See it as perfect. Ask for inspiration. What should I do? And allow the inspiration to flow. Then, because it's inspiration, push past the fear and make it happen. Take that action, whatever it is. It may not turn out the way you think it turns out. It may turn out a lot better. It may give this other person pause. This is different. This is not what everyone else is saying. This is not the same old reaction. She did this thing, and she showed her compassion, showed her understanding, but did not say she was sorry at all. Why not? I don't know why not. There's something about her. Is she rude? No. She's a wonderful person. Hmm. She's also a very powerful person, too, and there's something about her that interests me. I want to find out more. What is this thing that she's doing? How come she's so different? How come she looks so confident and walks so tall? This is what you're all capable of doing. Not abiding by the conventions of a society where, generally speaking, the majority is in the pretending they're not powerful stage of being. You're stepping out of that. You're unique in that. And there's a reason to that. This is how you're built. This is what you came for. This is the power that you all are. And so when you think like this and you say, I'm not going to act the same old way anymore. I'm going to be more authentic and endeavor to find a way to relate to people in a compassionate way, but not in a condescending way. And to be unwavering in my authenticity and what I believe to be true. Because the only way this is going to work is that if a few of you step forward and become the examples of the power that you truly are, so that will, others will have something to look at rather than the celebrities or the TikTokers or the people on social media who are presenting the old image of success and wealth and power. There's no power in fear. There's only power in love. And by you stating who you are unequivocally in your language, in your actions, and in your thoughts, you are transforming everything, including us. We've enjoyed this interaction more than you can imagine. It's never been a level this high. It's never been so many people on the same page, working together in a consciousness 
that is leveling up and getting ready for some spectacular and incredible times ahead. You are far more than you know you are. And now it's time for you to realize that by being authentic to who you truly are, you lift all boats. And with that, we are complete. Great send off for the week. Yeah, thank, thank, thank you, Joshua. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. This idea of liberation, it is really a thing that can shift your perspective. One, you have to realize that somehow, some way, all these people in your life represent something. They have come to serve you. This is the perspective that will help you. Some people come to love you. Some people provoke you. Some people test you. Some represent loyalty or companionship or love or whatever it is. And there's an aspect of them that's interacting with you that will represent this or show you where your identity's off, that sort of thing. Sort of easy to start with people who annoy you. They're not your enemy. Maybe they're your brother-in-law. And they're there to see if you can set them free. By that, we mean think about them in a new way from a higher perspective. What did they come to show you? Why do you find them annoying? Now, if you can lean in and express love and acceptance to them, get interested in them, talk to them, find out what they're all about, find out what annoys you about them, maybe be more neutral or easygoing with them or something like that, then you can set them free. And what we've seen in stories as we've been talking about this here at the QLT event is that those who have found this way to deal with people who are annoying, every single one of them has seen them completely change and actually become friends with them. In fact, these are people that other people find annoying too, not just you. Everyone's going to be amazed at what happened. So this is a fun experiment to start with those people. If you can see everyone in your life is perfect, well, you set them all free. If you can go to that perspective where they don't need you and you don't need them, they're just there for joy of the experience, then they don't have to represent that thing that they did before. And of course, the same is true for everyone you love. This is something I wouldn't have really even contemplated a year ago. But here we are moving up in perspective, and Josh was talking more and more about this. In fact, I think they're going to talk about this for a little while because when you start operating like that and realize that you have so much support, not only from non-physical, but from the friends and the, and the people that annoy you and your coworkers and all kinds of people in your life, you have that kind of support. You have to think of yourself from a higher perspective. This is really going to take you to another level. I've, I've asked White Light about certain people in my life and told how, what they represent. And when you can see them as representing or helping you or having an agreement with you, and that you can operate within that agreement with them and set them free because you are just seeing them in perfection rather than wanting them to change. That's what we're talking about here. You imagine they're perfect and you don't try to change them or control them or change your behavior around them. You just accept them for who they are. This is the thing that sets them free and it raises your perspective at the same time. So play around with that idea. If you'd like to really do the work to shift your perspective, it's not work, it's fun. There are several courses that we're offering here. The first one I would suggest to start with first is foundations. I don't care if you've taken basic training, bootcamp, essential experience, foundations will shift your perspective no matter where you are. If you've never taken a course, this is the one to take. It is a two-week course. We do it with people all over the world. We had the first course start a couple of weeks ago. We have 100 people in it. It sold out very quickly. There's a lot of new people in there. There's a lot of people who have never taken a Joshua course. 
There's people who've taken the boot camp and sentient experience and basic training. There's people who've taken QLT into this. And Christy and I are taking it. And as we're going through this and doing the assignments and the daily spiritual practice and the meditation that's prescribed for every day, we're really realizing that there's a level of understanding here at wherever you are that will help you shift that mental construct very rapidly to a whole new place. This is the elevation in perspective. So we're going to start a new one in, two, in uh, about two weeks, and it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to add an extra call in there, and we're going to do an activation at the end. So this is a free activation. Christy will conduct it, and we've done it three times, all th at events here at the Joshua House, and it really is everyone's favorite thing. When you have gone through an activation, something will happen. You'll see something. You'll have some insight. You'll have an unlocking of something. You'll shift your perspective. There might be some DNA activation. In fact, that's the purpose of it. We don't exactly know how this works, but we know that the DNA can change. It is a vibrational thing. It's actually using sound, using Christie's voice, certain words that she's found are very powerful. And for every single person, it's different. So last Sunday, we had a group of people here for the QLT event, all in the living room. Everyone was laying down, blindfolds on, closing their eyes. And Chrissy did her thing, helped by Chris. It was absolutely amazing. It's uh, hard to explain what it's like, but everyone was blown away. It takes about half an hour, and uh, we're going to do it for the first time ever on Zoom. And the only way you can do the activation is to be in the Foundations course. It's not expensive. It's by far the least expensive course that we have. So if you'd like information on that, just send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you all the information. And if you can get on the wait list, we have a limited number that will go through. Last time it sold out in two days. So you're hearing it here first. No one else knows about it yet. So send me that email and I'll tell you all about it. All right. Well, thanks again for being here. If you have any comments, please leave them in the comment section. And then if you could leave a review, that'd be awesome. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye.